Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time it is as you listen to this, this is Pastor Phil from Embassy Church. I'm glad that you have decided to tune in to this message from the elders. This message is going to be based out of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Here's the word of the Lord from the Apostle Paul to the church of Thessalonica. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Brothers and sisters, we are living in an interesting day and in an interesting time where the question before us as a church is how can we exist as a church? Or, to put it more plainly, how can we be a gathering that can't gather? If you didn't know, the word church in English comes from the word ekklesia in the Greek New Testament. It's translating a word that means to assemble or to gather together. It is actually not a word used to talk about religious gatherings. It is in the Bible talking about religious gatherings because it's talking about people who are Christians gathering for worship. But the word is also used to talk about a group of people rioting together who are not Christians and actually wanting to stop the spread of Christianity in a certain town. So ecclesia is a word that just simply means a bunch of people that come together in a gathering because they have a specific goal or mission or purpose. That's what we are. We are a church because we gather together regularly and there are certain tasks and missions and activities that we do on a regular basis. We preach the gospel. We pray the word. We read the word. We sing the word. These are the things that we do every week, and it's part of what makes us a church that we gather. So here we are, living in a day and living in a time where the coronavirus has spread in such a way that we cannot gather together for the love of our neighbor. This is right and good. But it is not right and it is not good for a church to not gather. This is why in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, we're commanded to not give up meeting together. It's a specific command to Christians that we should continually meet together. And so now we're living in a time right now where we cannot gather, a gathering that cannot gather. Think about that. And that's what I've been thinking about for the last two weeks. And I've been having conversations with the rest of the pastor leaders of your church and the elders of embassy as we've talked through what we would like to see happen in these days. We would like to say to see the continued emphasis and focus not be on a gathering, but on the scattering. What I mean by that is let's have this season for however long it lasts each one of us commit to working on spiritual disciplines like prayer in particular, but maybe reading good books, spending time in conversation with our friends or our family members, whether that's online or on the phone or in our house, and being the church that's scattered is the way that we need to function at this time. I feel like as I've looked around and seen what's gone on with uh, the churches, especially in America. Uh, I've regularly said from the pulpit 
and encouraged all of you to remember that we are a gathering that makes us an assembly of people that are united by a covenant as a church family. So we aren't just an event. This is not a one-off weekend event. It is an identity-shaping covenant community gathering. That's very different from just some sort of weekend concert that you might attend or an event to go to. And I think for too often, one of the struggles in America is that our individual consumer mindset has been making church just another event that you do on your weekend uh, and not an identity-shaping family gathering that helps us think through our world, our week, the rest of our scattered about the community lives that we live. The church gathering is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry and to help us with our individual callings and our corporate mission. So in this case, we're in a situation where we cannot gather and we do not want to act like that the main thing that we should be doing is trying to gather online or put on a service so that you can sit at home and watch another event on your television. What we want each and one, each and every one of you to do is to think about how we can be the scattered church throughout the week. How we can pray for one another, care for each other, deliver food or needs to each other as those come up. Let's be the church family that has come together regularly and, and when we can't, be the church family that loves and cares for each other in our respective homes and in the different ways that God enables us. And in this case, the the challenge from 1 Thessalonians 5 is to rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, praying continually and giving thanks in every circumstance, including the one that you find yourself in right now, because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If you haven't realized it through reading the Bible, this theme that we are hitting on in 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoicing always, giving thanks in all circumstances, and praying continually, is repeated by the Apostle Paul, the, the man who wrote this letter of 1 Thessalonians. In Romans chapter 1, he says, Without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayers. Without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayers or to the letter of the church in Corinth 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4 he says i give thanks to my god always for you whether it's the romans the corinthians the ephesians paul is constantly remembering praying thinking he doesn't stop praying for brothers and sisters whether he is with them whether he is far away from them he is praying for the saints. Ephesians 1.16, I do not cease to give thanks for you. I remember you in my prayers. I pray at all times in the spirit. Ephesians 6.18, Colossians 1.9, we have not ceased to pray for you. Colossians 4.2, continually and steadfastly praying for you, always struggling on your behalf in prayer. And the list goes on. Paul 
has repeatedly commanded and shown by his example how he prays and how he wants us to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Be constant in prayer. In Paul Miller's helpful book, A Praying Life, by the way, if you're in need of a good book recommendation during this time and a little more downtime on your hands, pick up Paul Miller's book, A Praying Life. It's helpful for teaching you how to pray for other people. There's a good section in there about praying prayers of lament. And there's also a good section there about continuous prayer. And the last little line he says in that chapter on continual prayer to the Father, he says, a praying life isn't simply your morning prayer time routine. A praying life is about slipping into prayer at odd hours of the day. Not because of your great discipline, but because of being in touch with your own poverty of spirit. When you realize that you can't even walk through the mall or go through your neighborhood without the help of the spirit of Jesus. What a helpful passage for you to be thinking about when you think of Paul's command. Pray continually. This is not just about the discipline of waking up and having a prayer time in the morning or before you go to bed or before you eat a meal with your family. It is about slipping into prayer at odd hours of the day because you're in touch with your own poverty of spirit. Brothers and sisters, friends, members of Embassy Church. What better time for us to be in touch with our own poverty of spirit? Have any of you had plans that have been canceled? Is James 4 not coming to alive, coming to life now in this season that we all find ourselves in? That don't say you're going to go do this or that tomorrow. If the Lord wills, we will go do this or that. We are not in control and we have never been in control. And the illusion of control and feeling like things are good and smooth is being taken away And it's for our good, and it should bring us to prayer at odd times regularly throughout the day. When you're feeling anxious, when you're reading the news, when you're hearing about the economy, slip into prayer. Pray a short one-sentence prayer. Pray a long hour prayer. Write down in a journal your thoughts and your feelings and bring them all to God. Pray continually. So what I'd like to do for the rest of this time in this message is to give some words of instruction and some thoughts for consideration for us as a church as we consider what we have before us. Instead of putting all of our energies at trying to put together an online Sunday morning gathering, a non-gathering gathering on the computer, we would prefer for all of us at Embassy to be focusing on prayer, first and foremost, prayer to God, prayer time with God, with our families, prayer um, over the phone with other church members, to really use this season as a call from God for us to rejoice always, pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for us as a church family. And the reason that we want to move this direction is, number one, 
whatever online services that, that are out there that churches are doing, we, we are not trying to con- condemn or say that these are bad. Uh, in some ways, we praise God for the ways that new people are going to hear the gospel. And we hope and pray that they will hear the gospel through members of embassy and through things that we might do online. And so I just want to heartily amen the great work that God's going to do in spite of our inability to gather and people connecting online. But the number of times that I have from the pulpit encouraged and exhorted our church family to remember that the church is an identity-shaping corporate community that is covenanted together by God's word and his gospel should remind us that the church is not an event. It is not something that we go to on a Sunday and it's disconnected from the rest of our week. That's why I love this dichotomy here. We are a church who gathers so that as we gather together, it informs are scattering throughout the week. And when we think of church just as a video online that's recorded for us, and we sit in our pajamas on our couch and watch it and call that church, there's something that doesn't sit right with me to think this is not the vision of church that God has given us in the scriptures. It is an assembly, an identity-shaping covenant community that loves and cares for each other because of the gospel and the way that it's transformed us. This is what we want you to be thinking about, not so much how we can try and replace the gathering on Sunday. We can't. No matter what we do, there will be nothing that will replace that gathering. We will not take the Lord's Supper virtually online. We, we will not sing and hear each other's voices. We will not be able to give hugs or, as the scripture says, a holy kiss as we greet one another. We won't be able to sit down around tables and have meals together. This is what the church does when it gathers, and we can't do those things. We can't do them online, and we can't do them in person. Some of these things we can do online, though, and so therefore the online strategies that the elders have decided to put into place are not to replace church gatherings, but to equip the saints, to equip you all, brothers and sisters, for prayer. As one of our main focuses during this season, we would like to use the Zoom calls on Sunday morning, the Zoom calls with community group, the Zoom calls on Wednesday night or Saturday morning to help connect us and help to just be able to persevere through this challenging season. But the goal is not for us to try and say, oh, we did our church thing. Let's check that off our box and move about our day. We are a church because of being a family, because of our gatherings. And we are going to long for and miss all of the Sundays that we can't meet together. We're going to long for the day that we can be back together. And uh, I'm hoping that that's one of the things that God is stirring up in each of us. So specifically, some instructions then. Sunday morning, we have a Zoom call planned for this coming Sunday. And uh, likely we will do this in future Sundays as well. But as the elders have discussed why we're doing this and how we would want to think about it compared to maybe other online church services that are being offered um, really all over the world, my guess, is that why should somebody join the embassy online Zoom call? 
Well, not because that's going to be our church experience like it is a Sunday morning gathering, but because you're feeling disconnected. You want to be connected. Um, Some of you are single. Some of you are living by yourself. Some of you are living with your parents or a roommate. And you're just really longing and, and, and missing being connected with other people, uh, especially in prayer or in the reading of the scriptures or something along those lines. And so, therefore, we're going to offer opportunities for connection like that throughout the week through these Zoom calls. But at the same time, we're going to, on Sunday morning, uh, work through what we've called the Home Worship Guide. It's a, a tool that we're going to continually be putting out every weekend And it will be uh, a way for each person to decide uh, if they want to do worship by themselves as a a single person, maybe, or as a married couple in their house or apartment or as a family. And one of the most encouraging reports that we have heard is when some of you have either taken that guide and expanded upon it, you've uh, made it fit your family or situation or context. Uh, We've heard other reports from people that have just decided, no, I've actually been led by the Spirit to put together my own kind of Sunday household family worship. And the elders of Embassy, when we hear these stories, we are ecstatic. We are not disappointed, well, why didn't you do the Embassy worship guide? Or to put it another way, if there were some of you that joined the Zoom call on Sunday because you just want to connect and you want to go through it together as a church community, then fantastic. That's great. That's why we're offering it, and we hope it will be a blessing. But if there's others of you that think, you know, being online and seeing each other on the Zoom calls and the static that sometimes happens and whatever kind of technological glitches that are going on, and and there's just something sweeter and intimate about just doing it either by myself or with the people that are in my house or my apartment. Uh, I'm just going to do it on my own. We want to highly encourage that as a legitimately good option for many of you to consider. Uh, not at all because we want you to be distant from community. Uh, we're hoping that many of you will want to connect with the other Zoom calls, the prayer meetings, uh, the Bible study that happens on Wednesday night is open and available to anybody at any time. The Saturday morning class that we do for New Testament is going to continue to meet. And if anybody wants to jump in on that. Uh, also, uh, we're going to probably have other kind of prayer meetings or get togethers or fellowships to just reconnect with people. So I hope you're hearing uh, the message here. The elders have been talking and praying, and as we continue to reevaluate the situation we find ourselves in, we don't know how long it'll be before we can gather together again. So we're not going to try and replace that gathering, but rather we would like the focus and emphasis to be on connecting and caring and being the church that's scattered throughout our homes, throughout this community, and really emphasizing a prayer life that is dependent upon God feels and knows the poverty of spirit that all of us are in every day, but aren't our eyes being made more aware of that as we see how little in control of things we really are and how the world can shut down with a microscopic virus that we can't even see. This is the challenge and the message and the encouragement that we want to give to each of you. We are praying for you. We are 
thankful that we can connect on Zoom, thankful that technology allows us, unlike many of our other brothers and sisters throughout church history that had plagues and various pandemics and epidemics go through their town or community or country, uh, they didn't have some of these opportunities. Even you, listening to my voice right now, let's praise God and be thankful for the connection points that we can have through these technological advances. However, at the same time, let's remember that this does not replace church. This does not replace the eating and drinking together of the Lord's Supper. This does not replace the singing. Oh, do any of you miss hearing one another sing? I do. My seat that I sit in every Sunday in the front is the best seat probably in the whole church sanctuary space because I get to hear people singing on the stage coming at me and I get to hear the voices from behind me. It's like the hot spot of all of this great singing goodness and I'm missing it. I'm missing it badly and uh, I can't wait till we can be singing together again, breaking bread, taking the Lord's Supper and greeting one another in the way that we were made to. So know that you are missed, know that you are loved, and know that we want more than anything for you to use this special, sacred moment of time for you to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray now. Our Father in heaven, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, and we pray for the blessing of the Spirit, that the Spirit of God would move mightily amongst the people of Embassy Church. It would move in a way that brings us to our knees. God, would you send your Spirit to humble us, humble us and convict us, expose our sin as we are all cramped up in each other's homes and apartments and we're getting stir-crazy. Reveal our need, our desperate need for fellowship. Help some of us reveal the lack of community that we've had, not just before this pandemic crisis, but the lack of community in our lives every day. I pray, God, that this would be a, a wake-up call for many of us to convict us of our sin, to lead us to greater godliness and holiness. Lord God, we want to pray for the Spirit to lead us to pray at odd hours of the day, nonstop. Help us to remember those that are, are working with those that are vulnerable and in need and be praying and lifting up those in the hospice or hospitals or caring for the elderly. Lord, we want to pray for the members that are losing their job and can't work right now because of this. Lord, we want to pray that those that are feeling anxious and worried because their finances aren't looking like they normally do. There are so many needs that are going on. We are poor in spirit. And we pray, God, that we would be rich in the gospel. We would be rich in the love of Christ. We would be rich in our community as a church family that cares for one another and that there would be a real sense of togetherness even when we can't be together. And Lord, we want to pray that this would end, that soon, soon and very soon, we'd be able to gather back together again. We long for it, God. We want to pray, even though it seems miraculous or supernatural that it would happen before Easter Sunday 
God, the thought of not being together for Easter is heartbreaking. So we want to ask that you will move in a mighty way to put an end to this. But at the end of the day, we pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done. Not our will, but yours. And help us to see what it is you're calling us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.